Welcome to Gray Awakenings, a podcast covering the gray areas of life. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey. Um, so I'm excited for today. Um, my name is Hannah Gray. My pronouns are they and them. And um trying something new. And um my fun fact, I don't know. There's been a kitty that's been hanging out at our house Aww. and like Adrian and I just wanna like cuddle it and like bring it home, but like our cats would hate us. So but I think it has a home. I'm pretty sure it has a home. But like I, it, I mean it came right up to me. I know. That was it thinks this is its home. Because our landlords too. keep like feeding it too. So well, that's their problem. I know. I'm like, <laughs> bitch is hungry. Like right. <laughs> All right, Maybe he doesn't talking. have a home. I know that's what we're thinking too, because like we could like bring him to like uh animal shelter or like post See it on Facebook. Chipped. You know, oh yeah I was like how do I do that I'm like yeah. trying to figure out yeah so that's my fun fact yeah <laughs> that was gonna be my fun fact that I almost let uh, the cat into the building well, perfect. like obviously this cat <laughs> lives here I know it's so <laughs> because friendly. it just came up to me it's so nice I got out of my car and it was like meow and it just walked right up and I loved it for a minute and then it followed me uh-huh. all the way up to the door I was so sad last night I heard him outside going oh, so no. I went over to the um to the window and i was like kitty we love you oh, no. and then he stopped crying and he just started walking <laughs> he's like, like no, oh, I, I I know. <laughs> so i'm so sad i just want to cuddle him and hold him and make him my baby he's super cuddly you could probably I just know. sit on like the porch i know and love him. maybe i'll go down there and read and yeah let him cuddle me yeah exactly <laughs> all right who are you i'm amanda <laughs> hey i'm amanda oh, i'm amanda drew uh, my pronouns are she and they, and I told you my fun fact, because I like cats, and I think <laughs> they should be in houses. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> um, but a lot of people on our street let their cats roam. Yeah, you know? which I figured, but like, I, know. I don't know. I know. I d- anytime that I see a cat, I'm just like, oh, and he has a wide face. Yeah, like, and you can tell wide, he's being like, fed, though, because yeah. he's like chunky-ish like um and like you can tell yeah but like I guess he's been like like Adrian and I um Monday through Thursday we're on like the same like wake up schedule 4 45 a.m what up um but we would like walk to our cars together and one of the days he like came out from underneath Adrian's truck and was like meow Oh, we're like, oh, buddy, what are you doing? And you I'm like, spend don't. the morning yeah. or the whole night out? I know. So I don't know. We're so, oh, we're not sure what to do, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> you should just take him. <laughs> do it. I are you thinking I about it? not just take him. <gasps> we'll <laughs> give you a car- like, an animal carrier. <laughs> <laughs> I have an animal carrier you can borrow. <laughs> I can't. Bring him home. Can't. Steal someone's cat because they obviously just let him run all night maybe. okay maybe we should get i'm like maybe <laughs> if he's here next week. okay yeah we'll figure it out <laughs> all right so Goodness. let's get to the actual podcast i mean right. let's just we do can talk our, about cats let's just talk hour. about cats whole time okay. i mean are you all okay i love with cats they've like, got beautiful awesome. toe beans and i like their noses <laughs> and their ears are really cute and, <laughs> and we have one sitting right next to us. And she's she, adorable, even though yeah. she has the biggest RBF face ever. She does. Like, bad. <laughs> okay. she's, kind of, she's so sweet, but, like, she's also a little biatch. Yeah. Totally. She okay, really let's do a look. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, um, we're going to be talking today about how to let go of things that no longer serve you. So, yes. it's going to be a really honest conversation. Um, we're going to make this <clears throat> podcast not as long as usual. But we're going to give you all, like, super good tips and, like, talk about different, like, hard conversations about, like, what happens when family no longer serves you and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, like, Jobs, how to, like... activities. Yeah. So, yeah. it's, like, we're going to just have that nice conversation and, like, very realistic, real conversation, honest and vulnerable. Yep. So... We're here. Yeah. <laughs> and we're queer. Let's do it. So, first off, let's talk about like how to recognize or like. Oh yeah, yeah. I like, think that'd be important to yeah. start with. Because it's like, how do you? How can you start to tell that something's no longer serving you? Um, 
personally for me, I can feel it in my body. I can yeah. pick up on things in my body. Like if I start dreading going somewhere, if like I get a pit in my chest before I go somewhere, if I have heightened anxiety around it, yeah. um, if I'm going to hang out with someone or if I'm going to work or if I'm like going to a hobby or something like that, like I can feel it in my bones. Yeah. Like, for sure. Yep. And it's just that like, like, um, I always feel like acidy is yeah. how I like to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like just like something is off, something's mm-hmm. not right. Like, You're like I'm nauseous. imbalanced. Yeah. And like your stomach like right. twists a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. I'm I'm the person that's like I can feel it in my throat. Mm-hmm. Like my throat will tighten up, and I just don't like the way that like this person or activity or um, job or thing mm-hmm. makes me feel yeah. anymore. And do you get like sweaty a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm just like, but like you're also I'm, cold at the same time. Yeah. It's like so it's weird. Like, it's like, do I have to poop or am I sick? Like, <laughs> <laughs> or am I, is this no longer serving me? Right, exactly. <laughs> the sweat. That I yeah. Feel. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. You're like cold, hot sweat. And you're like, oh, God. Yeah. You're, you're like, is this going to be a problem? Or bring me I to the toilet because no matter what, <laughs> I don't want to poop myself. Right. <laughs> But it's yeah, no you bueno. can totally, like, if you're aware of your body and if you pay attention, you can totally pick up on these signs that, yeah. like, you are experiencing something or, like, you're going to be around something that's not really good for your energy. It's not good yeah. for your vibe, not good for your body. I don't know. For your life in general. Yeah. Like, yeah. when we say that thing, if when something doesn't serve you anymore, it's like, does it bring something good to the table? Yeah. So, is it, like... Is it making you feel good? Does this person add value to your life? Mm-hmm. Like, does this job make you feel uh, valuable? Yeah. I said value twice, but like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's also like, is is how it makes you feel? <clears throat> oh, wait. Is what you're doing worth how it makes you feel? Yes. Like, yeah. is going to visit that certain friend and hanging out with that friend because you feel bad but they always make you feel horrible inside after and you dread like is that worth it to you maybe if you are selfless and maybe if you are you know and we'll talk more about this but I'm just trying to give example like quick examples like and it also almost comes down to like do I deserve to be Mm. like involved with things that build me up rather than bring me down yeah for sure that's that's the end goal is like always building yourself up and finding things that fit in your life that um do like help you grow for sure absolutely I also think that another way to like kind of pick up on things that are not serving you anymore is like burnout yeah like everyone has felt burnout yep um where you're just tired Mm -hmm. you're unmotivated um and maybe it's around a certain thing like if it's at your job maybe you stop caring if something gets done Mm -hmm. or maybe um you stop caring whether or not certain tasks are delegated or um whatever definitely and even just like sorry like feeling I I know when I get burnt out I get a lot of like depression symptoms um Mm -hmm. like I can't get out of bed I'm overthinking well I guess that's more anxiety but hang on I gotta clear my throat (laughs) (laughs) I'm like what is happening to my my voice was just like going lower and I'm like I'm just like croaking um but like I, I totally get like depressive um, um, symptoms. I get anxiety symptoms. But a lot of the times it's just stalling me. Like I can't like get up out of bed. I can't get off the couch. I am doing I'm doing avoidance tactics. So like I'll yep. watch TV and I won't <laughs> do any work or something like that. Like yeah. when I'm burnt out, I just I literally just don't want to even energize anything in revolving whatever that person or thing is. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, when I feel burnout, I feel it like in like if I'm burnt out at work, I'm also burnt out in my activities yes. and my home life and yes. like my family. It's mm-hmm. not so like burnout just kind of f- falls into all the other categories of my life for me. Yeah. And same. I just so if I know that I like don't want to make art or I don't want to read or mm-hmm. I like am tired of I'm sick and tired of Mike for a day. <laughs> I know yeah. that like something is wrong mm-hmm. because these are things that don't give me burnout and don't cause me anxiety. Yeah. So. For sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. And like I feel like when it comes to burnout too. Whoa. I'm like, what is wrong? Everything I'm doing is like going. I don't weird. even know why you have the stand. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but um. <clears throat> Wow, my voice is not like him right now. Um, I feel like when I get burnt out too, like it, like you said, it totally affects like other parts of your life too. So like if you're not feeling aligned with what you're doing, like let's say like a, you're for your work or something, like you're probably going to feel like shitty all the time because you are in these environments that don't bring you joy anymore. And like work is where we spend most of our time in life. I was just going to say, you know? it's like literally a third of your day yeah. that you spend at work. If you're working full time, um, you're doing an eight hour shift. Yeah. So that's a third of your day. Yeah. And, so and like, if you have like over. shitty, impo- like um, coworkers, you have a shitty boss or something and you're literally in this toxic place for eight hours a day or mm-hmm. at least a little bit of time a day like your vibe or energy might be off and like you might bring it home like who here like raise your hand if you've been traumatized by Regina Jordan no I'm just kidding um <laughs> but like if you're listening like does it relate to you when you bring your shit from work home and then you take it out on your loved ones yep like it's so easy to do that and like that is a sign of burnout that's a sign of something that no longer serves you however I do want to say that getting up and changing a job is like there's a lot of privilege in that so yeah no absolutely yeah so it's like it's easier said than done just to like get up and walk away um it's a process it's a transition but like if you are seriously feeling horrific around your situation I encourage you to start applying other places I encourage you to start um trying to make that transition in a way that obviously isn't going to like put you in harm's way or like make you not be able to put food on the table you know what I mean right and even if like if that is not something that you can do if like you're stuck in a position like contract work or um contract work <laughs> I couldn't think of another example off the top of my head but yeah, I have like, no idea but yeah so if you're stuck in a position um sometimes changing small things in your mm. environment yeah. can be a huge way to like change um like your energy within that environment that was toxic for yeah. you and also if you are in toxic air like environments you don't have to like delve into it it's gonna be hard as hell but you have to be yeah. super aware of it and you can choose not to gossip with your coworkers. you can choose not to be rude to clients you can yeah. choose you know like you can choose not to feel shitty when your boss is yelling at you like it's hard work but it's doable stuff like if you are very intentional and like work hard at it right and unfortunately it'll be like a part-time job on top of your shitty job yeah (laughs) but eventually it'll get easier yeah exactly and um I think that it's just like hmm I had it, and then I lost it, and oh. now it's gone. <laughs> oh, and no. There it is. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it flew away like a bird. Well, I think also another sign of recon- like how to recognize um, what no longer serves you is when yeah. you're forcing it. Yes. So, like, let's say you're, like, in a relationship, and you are not feeling it anymore, but you've committed to this person, and you have all these ties, and you've spent a long time with them, and, like, you do love them, but you're just, like, ready to move on. You're, like, you you, you know this doesn't, doesn't, oh, my God, my voice is, like, crazy. You know <laughs> this doesn't serve you anymore. You feel it in your bones, but, like, you you don't know how to like break it up so you avoid it but then you force it you try to force it to happen and force it to work and you try to fix it and you do all these things but you're gonna keep feeling like no matter how much you try to force it it's not going to get back where it was like that's forever changed and um I'm not saying that's for all cases but something will always be different right you know and like we're not saying that like relationships should be no hard work. No, you know what yeah. I mean. No, like, no, no. I don't want anyone to get that. Like, all relationships are work. Mm-hmm. You just shouldn't be like changing yourself and changing your needs mm-hmm. and like yeah forcing, feeling like you're squishing yourself into a tiny little box so that you can accommodate appease or someone. appease. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, um, for sure. But like. And that's same with like work too. Like if you don't like your position, but you're kind of, you're like trying to force it because it does mean a lot. And like you do like what you would be accomplishing, 
But then, like, when you try to force it to work, like, all those things kind of fall apart when you try to do it. Yep. I feel like in that case, I would try to learn to trust my gut, trust my intuition, and trust that these things are happening so I can transition out of this part of my life, you know? Yeah. And, like, that goes into, like, what is trusting your intuition? Like, yeah. what does that even mean? Like... And it comes back to your gut. Yes. So, like, <laughs> we all have intuition. We just have to tap into it. And, like, if we feel, like, you know, like, red flags and like, relationships. Like, yeah. basically, <laughs> intuition is, like, I mean, I guess in some ways, it's, like, that red flag going boop. <laughs> like, you know. Or a green flag. Or a green flag. Or you know yellow. I mean? You know? Or, yeah. there's, like a, there's, like, a green, yellow, and red flag system of the intuition. So, yeah. it's, like let's say you're super excited about something and it, and like, I don't know, I guess I'll use like my own example. Like recently I was offered an opportunity that like my green light, my intuition was like, yes, 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 yes. So it was like green light, green light, green light. Go and then it. like, yeah. And then like yeah. right after I like set in with all these feelings, I still was like getting the green light feeling and excitement. But then in my gut, I felt like, hang on there's this little yellow flag waving okay it's like wait this is too good to be true you know probably pay attention to yeah let's investigate a little bit more and then as the days go by that like the yellow flag was like in replace of the green flag and then like all these different things kept coming up and like it was like red flag after red flag after red flag after red flag so like I then had to make a decision of do I try to force it and go with those excited feelings that I was at the beginning and I was like holy shit this could change everything like all the things or do I trust my gut which has been changing over the past few days and now all I see are red flags and like a tiny little smidge of green flag right you know which is possibility exactly you know what I mean and you have to like kind of um distinguish between like those green flags that are wow this could be really cool for me and or could be or should be yes (laughs) and then the green flags that are this is good for me and this is going to work with my life and this is going to add value Mm -hmm. but like it's like you're getting red flags and you're getting the green flag it's like maybe and if your green flag is like the (laughs) only thing that's like it's like what if you know, yeah. if that's what the green flag is, you probably should just listen to all the red flags. <laughs> right. And it's kind of like it reminded me like when I get this way and like when I go through through things like this, it reminds me of like an abusive relationship. And it's like when you are in such an emotional or physical um, relationship or even sexually abusive relationship, you are constantly having red flags happening and you know it's not right. Yeah. However, you think of those, oh, but what about that one time we had that really amazing experience and he made or they made me feel so loved and yeah. like appreciated. What about that one time we had really amazing consensual sex? What about that one time like, you know what I mean? Like yep. he didn't punch me. I keep saying he, but I don't know. They didn't punch me. Yeah. Um, And they like hugged me instead and yep. like told me I'm sorry. Or yeah. So it's like. Yeah, that reminds that me of that. that they sent flowers after they yes, hit me. Yes, exactly. Like, it's, yeah. And that's literally, and it reminds me so much of that. And I have to like bring myself out of the situation and be like, okay, let me look at the situation and figure out like what I, I'm feeding into like manipulation in a lot of ways. Yeah. That's where all those good feelings are coming in. But then I have to like step back and be like, okay, let's assess the situation. People can be very manipulative to get them to do things that they want you to do um Mm -hmm. so how like but I think I'm curious though if like I mean I think everyone has intuition for sure and it depends on like your relationship to your self-awareness stuff like that but I'm curious if folks who've like experienced trauma in some way have heightened intuition I've actually, I think that I've read research on that. I'm pretty I sure. Think, I think that actually Dr. Jeff yeah. shared some research on his Instagram about okay. it. Because um, I'm pretty sure it goes back to like the body keeps the score. And that's a really great book. Um, I started it, but I was very triggered. So I was like, I need to take this slow. <laughs> um, those flags, those flags. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, woo, yeah. halting this. Um, so I haven't like listened to all of it or read all of it. Um, but like the body does keep the score. So like when you have trauma to your body or like in a, 
let's say you're in a horrible car accident, um, something like that, um, your body remembers that even if your brain can like move past it in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. So like, I feel like my like red flags are like, bitch, listen, and they like <laughs> scream at me. Like what just happened that I shared, I wasn't specific, but like this opportunity, I like, I felt sirens in my stomach, like, wee, wee, like, yo, no, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, but then like, I'm such an optimistic person. So I'm like, but, but wait, you, you know, also want to think the best of people, everyone. And like, not saying that that person had no. ill intentions no, no, at no, all. No. But yeah. Just because we, th- just because there's no ill intentions doesn't mean that it's not the right situation. Yeah. For us, that yeah. what they're offering isn't perfect for yeah. you. No, exactly. And, like, we can't always go with perfect, but like, yeah, good, good for me right now, at least, you yeah. know? Yeah, no, for sure. But like, yeah. yeah, I can just like, I feel like talking about this, I just feel it in my body. I'm like, oh, but like, no, yeah. it, like situations that aren't safe. Like you can pick up on that like so fast yeah. um, and stuff like that. It doesn't so. even have to be like, so extreme like oh, situations no. that aren't safe yeah. like I um I remember uh being with a partner and I would communicate what I needed from them yeah um like very I'm I don't know if y'all know this about me but I'm very blunt I was just clear. gonna say blunt <laughs> <laughs> so it was very much like this is what I need from you yeah. um and my needs aren't being met and um and instead of like changed behavior, it was like, I'll do better. And mm-hmm. these are the excuses. Mm-hmm. And so after like the third time, I was like, this is the red flag that I've been like, miss not. I have not been focusing on this yeah. flag yeah. because I didn't want to see it yeah. because I wanted this relationship to work. 100%. Um, so it's like, ev- it doesn't even have to be something as big as like there was trauma to my body oh, or it yeah hurt absolutely me. it could be you know smaller I mean? things right and even like like let's say a hobby i don't know yes. what's an example of this um oh god i don't even know you can pick any hobby yeah knitting yeah um reading writing anything you know yeah. what i mean yeah sometimes there are just mm. like there are times when i don't want to do art anymore mm-hmm. and that's okay i can take a break it doesn't serve me anymore yeah i'm not in a creative space or um i'm not in a position where i can emotionally give what yeah. i need to to my art yep. in order yep. to like feel good about it mm-hmm. and that's okay yeah but i have sure. to recognize it yeah so when i sit down and i've got a canvas in front of me and i'm like i don't even want to take my paints out like then i know <laughs> you know yeah. like yeah and I, I mean that reminds me i mean i guess an extremer version of that. all my <laughs> right. all my are extreme because i'm an extreme person apparently um but like i haven't made art like the art i really love to make like i have like dabbled since college but I have not legit made art since I'm pretty sure 2012 2013 it's a long time yeah and like I, w- I have an art degree like yeah and I haven't made it since but it was because when I was doing my degree I I healed through my art so I healed mm-hmm. a lot of my trauma through my heart art um so like I put my heart my soul my asshole like all parts of my body <laughs> onto those <laughs> campuses have some comic relief here. Right. Um, and like showed the world, like opened it up for all my, my, yeah. my um, friends and family and everyone to come look at. And I just put it out there. So it was like yeah. so extreme for me. So like art became this thing that was like kind of scary. And it's like something I, I like just, put down like what I'm feeling and vulnerable the, yes so yeah. like it burnt me out so bad and like then I like found a new major I finished my art major and I was like cool like I still have like a year and a half two years left so let me just get another major so I like focus on that instead yeah. and like started doing that and I have not done art since so in the way I like to but yeah. I really want to, and I do feel in my body that I want to, but I have a lot of hesitation to do it because it's like mm-hmm. visiting an old friend that like yeah. you left off on this weird, in this weird place. Yeah. You know? No, I know so. what you mean. Yeah. Um, can I ask what kind of art you like to create? The What I love is painting with oil paints. Yeah. And another thing that like I, why I avoid it is because like 
oil paints are extremely carcinogenic and I don't have a fancy ventilation system like I did in college, you know? And like, I was just going to say, that's why I don't do oil paints yes. now. I have to stick to my acrylics and I'm like, Murp. I hate acrylics <laughs> so much. I will, I refuse. I will, I'll be cool with acrylics if I can like sit down and jam something yeah. out, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like if I'm putting time in, mm-hmm. it's oil. Oh yeah. Cause I yeah. like, I like to build texture with it too. Mm-hmm. So like I love to be able to like go in and still be able to, if, if, I mean, obviously the artist, let's explain this. So acrylic dries super freaking fast. There are, um, what are they called? Dilutants? No. Yeah. You can use it. Dilu- is, that, is that what it's called? Okay. Yeah. Um, you can or, use that. Um, a paint thinner yes, and it would yes. still, paint it's still thin- a dilutant. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, yeah. And it would prolong the amount of yes. time that it takes to actually dry. dry yeah. Um, so like let's say like I painted in acrylics one day the next day it would all be dry with oils within a couple hours yeah exactly yeah if like you're painting with oils you can work on the those same paint strokes that you put down for like days yep like days yeah (laughs) so even in a well ventilated area like two days it's gonna take to like fully dry and that's like in perfect dry conditions Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. It's not an apartment. No. Yeah. No. So, like, I mean, yes, I could go paint on my porch or, like, in the yard or something. But, like, I also live in a community. So, like, I don't want people to, like, watch me paint. I don't know. Plus, where are you going to... Because especially when you're doing with oils. Oh, especially when you're painting with oils. Like, how are you going to clean your brushes properly? Exactly. Like, you don't have something... artist sink. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I just need a studio. (laughs) Right. The uh, the only option here is a studio. (laughs) Yep. I know. But, yeah, that's why. That's. I mean, those are practical reasons why I don't paint because I am very stingy. I will not use acrylic. I will not. I will not. And I don't really enjoy, like, watercolor like I do. But Mm -hmm. it's not the same. Oils have my heart. My heart has oils. Like, I can't not do it so um I think that's a big reason like why I have been avoiding it um but also because it's like visiting that old friend that like you have this weird relationship with yeah no <laughs> I, I understand yeah. I totally get that for sure yeah it's a tough like thing to ride to yeah um because like like if you're meeting an old friend let's say like a friend from high school mm-hmm. that you haven't talked to in a while yeah. and maybe maybe it was just a regular like caddy high school relationship yeah. you know what I mean those are always a lot little of drama tense. yeah yeah so like let's say you get through college five years has gone by and you decide to go to a reunion yeah like Ooh. how's that gonna be yeah you know everyone exactly. has that feeling like what is this relationship now yeah. like can I still hug them yeah um are we still gonna have the same issues mm-hmm. am I gonna hold on to grudges or have she, I grown a lot and they've stayed the same yeah you know so we yep. don't really mesh anymore yeah yeah and that actually, I, I'm a person who holds grudges, unfortunately. Um, I'm really good at that. Um, <laughs> I'm really good at it. Um, and, like, I had a friend who, like, I was very close to. And, like, um, I really enjoyed their time and, like, stuff like that. But, like, they wronged me in a very rough way and like yeah. abandoned me um, in a city I wasn't familiar with, you know, oh, yeah, uh, by myself thing. in it's the middle thing. of the night. And I was drinking. Um, so, like, I have held that grudge and I completely put boundaries up. Like, like they no longer serve me anymore. Like, that yep. was the last straw for me. Yep. And, like, um, I've, like, felt pulls to, like, reach out to them and, like, try to, like, get over my grudge and stuff. But, like, I keep... I don't know. Because I'm, like, I don't like holding grudges, but I'm really good at it. And I like to, like, move on from things. I don't like to dwell in it. But I just, like, don't even feel like it's it it serves me to even, like, try to mend that, honestly. And it's been okay. something I've had to, like, swallow and, like, yeah. accept. Um, I don't know why I brought that up, but I just, no. it popped up for me. It's That's a good thing to bring up. Yeah. Because it's funny because that person no longer serves you, but something is telling you to reach out again. So yeah. whether that's, whether that's, like, um like the trauma coming back to be like hey remember when this was cool yeah you know because because trauma tricks us yeah um and relationships trick us yeah i think i honestly or whether it's your intuition saying hey maybe this person is gonna serve 
me yeah. again because there's a lot i like really appreciate about this person um like i think they do super cool things but i also don't think that outweighs all the other stuff so it's yeah. like but i'm that person who i see good in so many people even if they've like really truly hurt me like bad yeah. hurt you know yeah. and like i'm that person who will put myself on the back hundredth you know yeah. like not even second I'll put myself way back yeah. just to be like cool I see the good in you you know yeah and like I have a relationship to codependency you know and I think that is a really big thing to talk about when it comes to like dropping things that like or mm-hmm. letting go of things that no longer serve you it's very hard for me to do that because I have a very codependent nature to me. I'm definitely unlearning a lot now. Um, but like I have such an experience, like my whole life was codependency and technically we all start with codependency. We, we yeah, are dependent absolutely. on our parents, yeah. you know, and like, but for some of us that doesn't stop, you know? And, um, I, I don't know. So, it's so hard for me to let things go. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Change is change. It's is so, difficult. Yeah. And anytime yeah. that we're talking about letting something go, it involves change. Oh my God. Change is you so know. hard. And like, I feel bad like talking so much about myself, but I guess it's a podcast for both of us. So whatever. Yeah. Um, but like as a big example for me of having to let something go was my ex and like, I we were very codependent and um I I don't think I've talked about this on here before uh I think you have I have like brought it up a little tiny bit but like I guess I'm gonna get into more specifics now um if you're cool with that I mean Mm -hmm. whatever okay so like very codependent um I we were in this kind of dynamic where like I was almost like a parental figure in a lot of ways for them um but also I took care of them like, I was their caretaker. Yeah. And um, so, like, I loved to be able to try to fix this person and help them and feel important. It made me feel really good. Um, so I absolutely participated in the codependency. I liked it. It fueled me. Right. You know? Yeah. But then they were very dependent on me doing everything for them, me dropping everything in my life to go take care of them when they're feeling down, which was always, you know? Yeah. And, um... It was very bad. It was very toxic. So um, we got out of the relationship and it was a very long, long breakup. And unfortunately, like when I first. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, how much do I share? <laughs> like, do I talk about this? <laughs> I guess like, OK, so like when I first started to like try to step back from this codependency, this person attempted suicide mm-hmm. and told me I was the only reason they were living. So that was a huge red flag for me. There was many red flags before that, but like that was my final straw to be like, okay, this is not good for either of us. Like yeah. I cannot be the sole purpose for living. You not live are you living? Sorry. Cause like that means if you do successfully or like if you do die from that I will take ownership of that and I will think it's my fault, you know? And I, yeah. And that was such a hard thing to like realize. But then also like, I felt like they could live for so much more. Like that wasn't fair to them for only living for one person. And like, I was, they had like this God complex of me in their life. And I don't know. Yeah. (sighs) So that's all, that's a whole shit show, but it was fucked up. Because even after, like, let me tell you, oh my God, it was like for two years, maybe even longer, two and a half years, maybe longer of me having this delusional idea that like we were still friends. Oh, yeah. And like, and like just friends and like, that's all. But like we would still for a while until like they got a girlfriend that now they're, oh my God, I I get into, but like till they found someone else you know, that was very serious for them. They would, we would still talk on the phone all the time. We would still, you know, like we were friends, but who, but we still had that codependency. Together, yeah. You know, and we knew that. And I, I wouldn't, I had a lot of boundaries because I would not let that happen. Like 
us to get too like far into it like it was very surface level but yeah um yeah so like me finally realizing this person does not serve me um anymore was so hard and it took a really horrible letter for them to send me for me to finally like let go and I had to go through a mourning process from that even though it was years after we actually even like saw each other because no, that's so crazy. But like, you still weird. had a relationship. Yeah. Even, you know what I mean? You had a you had a friendship. You mm-hmm. had a relationship. Yeah. You were talking all the time. So not at that point, though. To, like, not at that point. But but still. How yeah. long How long was it between, like... But I would still tell people, like, that person's my best friend. Oh, like, I hold It was still for you. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, we have that codependency. And, like, yeah. I made them my everything. Yeah. So it's hard to remove yourself from it's that. It's so hard. Yeah. So, like... I finally realized after that, like, wake-up call, like, this letter, I'm like, okay, you just submitted to emotionally abusing me, using me as your drug, using me for everything, and sexually abusing me, like, all right, (laughs) it's right in front of my face, and I can't ignore it anymore, even though I knew all of that stuff, I just didn't want to admit it. Yeah, because but hearing it from them is a yes. whole different. And plus, I was pissed off. I was like, "You situation. can't fucking tell me shit." So, <laughs> so I was Ain't like, "Nobody tell me." I nothing. was so mad. I was so it's so much anger. I'm not. I was never able to show my anger ever, and I was angry. Still am. Um, <laughs> but I finally like deleted them off Facebook, and I'm working on trying to block them um, now. Just because, like, they don't serve me, and I will still find myself some days being curious and, like, mm-hmm. trying to pop over and see what I can see, you know? And, like, yeah. does not serve me. Makes me feel like shit. Puts me right back into that abusive cycle, yep. you know? Absolutely. So, sorry. That was, like, a long story. but That's okay. <laughs> it, was, it was a good story to tell, though. I guess. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of my exes. <laughs> Just story. one. Just oh one. god no! I have a lot of bad exes. <laughs> Woo! I have a terrible, terrible slew of relationships in my life. Um, but now I have good ones. So, yeah. and from now on, they'll all be great. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um. So, yeah. What else should we talk about? Um. I when we were talking about when you were talking. Yeah. Um. I just quickly want to like go over do it, do that. It, it. Like, if something doesn't serve you it's not selfish to detach you know what I mean so like so much of the time and I know that this this is true for me and I'm sure that it's true for you because we're both caregivers you know what I mean um and like empathetic people Mm -hmm. and like um if if I'm in a situation hmm let's just let's just say work just to keep it like real consistent right now um if I'm in a situation with work and it is no longer serving me and I'm on my way out and I can, I, I can get away from that situation. Yeah. I know that if, if someone calls me up and I'm still working at that place, but I'm on my way out yeah. and they're like, we really could use the help. Like we need you. I feel so selfish yes. putting up that boundary and oh saying no, that, that I can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't serve me yep, yep, yep. or um, I'm like breaking ties with this job. Mm-hmm. It it's not good for me to go there and give everything to them. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Same thing with relationships. Yep. Same thing with activities. Yeah. So like, if um, if your ex had called you up and said, "I need you right now," that happened many times. Yeah. Hey, I need money. Please send me money. And. I did a few yeah. times, unfortunately. Yeah. Not knowing but also this person had a drug addiction as well, which I did not know um, yeah. either. Um, but I would still. totally do it every once in a while, but I would feel horrible doing it. Like in my body, I was like so sunken. I'm like, don't do it. Yep. But I see the best in everyone. And I still, that yep. was a relationship I had with that person. So well, part of it too is that you're like, it's selfish of me yes. not to help them if yeah. I can. Yeah. It's selfish of me not to help my job. It's yeah. selfish of me not to help this person. Um, even if they treat me like shit, even if yeah. they uh, aren't good for my life. Like there's still so much like, like gut horrible and selfish feeling it and it's not selfishness no not at all and like the last time they asked me that um 
I recently before that got together with them and like helped them with all their finances Mm-hmm. And like organize all their finances for them and like help them figure out where their bills are going, where all their, all this stuff. And yeah. they never made that much money in their life. So they like needed my help. So I did that and not saying I needed to be the one to do that, but I did. Um, and so when the last time they were now dating someone, so now they had two incomes mm-hmm. and I was like, Hey, like I would love to help you, but I'm very confused. Like I just did your finances not too long ago and I'm just not really sure where all your money is going. Right. You know? And yeah. I was like, but that's another thing is that like doing their finances yeah. is it, it could have been a stepping stone in yeah. your head or like in your, you know, in the relationship yeah. for you to get out. Oh yeah. Like you no longer need me because exactly. I set up your finances and yeah. I know that you had 200 surplus dollars. Oh my God. Way whatever. more than that. Like eight hundred. Oh, so and I'm like, where the f are you spending your money? I'm like, you're just being irresponsible. And I didn't say that, but I was like, you need to be better with your money. Yeah. Because now you have two incomes as well. Like, there's no excuses here. Like, yeah. you need to stop splurging. You need to take care of like this. Like, you're supposed to have eight hundred plus dollars without even splitting your belts with someone else. You yeah. know, like, I'm not going to send you money. Yeah. Yeah. Easy peasy. I don't know. But I do want to like say like we're giving you permission right now. Like if you need someone else to give you permission, we are giving you permission right now to let go. You know, like it's okay. Of that thing. Yeah. That thing that like no longer serves you. The thing that like makes your stomach all acidy. Makes you feel like you got to poop, but you don't have to poop. (laughs) And like it's totally okay and totally valid to do this. Um, And it doesn't make it any less hard. I do want to note too that like not everything that doesn't serve you anymore is bad. Inherently bad. Um, Some cases, yeah, like abusive ex and stuff like that. But like doesn't mean like they're fully always going to be bad. Like cool. They don't serve me anymore. But like obviously my ex's fiance they serve each other, you know, yeah. like that works for them and that's perfect. Like I'm happy for them. Go do your life, you know, yep. but like they no longer serve me. So I don't have them in my life, you know, yep. doesn't inherently make that bad, them bad. Um, and like same with like a profession. Let's just say like you're in this profession, you love it for so long, but then you like find interest somewhere else. That doesn't mean your old profession is bad. It just right. means it no longer serves you. Just like art isn't bad, you know, like yep. these things aren't inherently bad. Some things some situations hell yeah very bad very toxic not good um I do want to make sure we give space for toxic family yeah because I I think that's a really tough subject for a lot of people um because it's very different when it's your family because there's that idea that you family is family and it's blood and that's it like you have to accept this behavior because they're your family yeah. And it's so hard because when you do have someone in your family that makes you feel these all these ways we've described, um, it can be very difficult for people. Like I've had a lot of friends who have had really like crappy like relationships with their parents and stuff like that. And they make yeah. them feel horrible and not good enough all the time. And it's like seeing them struggle is so hard because they want that validation that they're never going to get and then you almost have to mourn this idea of this relationship that you want with your parent or let's say a sibling or an aunt and uncle like whatever this family member yeah. is and like you have to mourn it and accept that what you see in on the move in the movies and on tv and what your friends are experiencing you're never going to have that yeah you know yeah and it's so sad but um, cutting ties with a family member is important for your health. If it is, if you're in a toxic situation, you can start with, uh, was it brown nosing? Not what I meant. You can Don't start with that. boundaries, <laughs> start with boundaries. Um, and then like if it continues or gets worse, then obviously you will have to step to that, ne- like go to that next step. Right. Um, you don't have to, but to ensure you don't have like, I don't know to let go that yeah. might be your to route to ensure that you don't have something that is still toxic or eating at you Active or something your life. yeah 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 it's i mean we're we're adults yeah and most of our listeners are adults yeah and i mean they should can, be because we're explicit <laughs> right whatever if you're a teenager <laughs> listening to this i'm real it's sorry fine. we're going to teach you still <laughs> just will be with a lot of fucks <laughs> so many so many but uh it's okay let me tell you when i was like ever since i was in like fifth grade i swore like a sailor yeah oh yeah same 
Whoops. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, whoops. <laughs> um, but still, like, we're all we're all adults. We oh, yeah. should be able to like recognize mm-hmm. and choose the things that come into our lives. Yeah. And uh, like, not all the time, shit happens. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But like. If you are consistently choosing to be with someone who is toxic mm-hmm. or to put yourself in a at a Thanksgiving dinner where the, everyone that makes you feel like shit, then you're an adult. Pick yourself up. Like, it, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, it's so hard. It's so hard. And create your own spaces. Yeah. Like, when it comes to, like, holidays, instead of yeah. being like, oh, I have to go there and see these people. No, no do your own, like holiday dinner doing with friends friends you, know you can I even mean? do it with like your, you and your partner and your care. cats or like by yeah. yourself or like with a couple you know like yeah you can make it work and um you don't have and like I know like friends who live out of state and they don't have access to their family and like they don't have the resources to go visit during holidays and like they'll be adopted by like another friend for like the holiday, you know? And like they come, they go to their family members, you know? So it's like, there's a lot of different routes to go, but I know it's like such a tricky situation when it comes to family to like have it no longer serve you and you remove yourself from that. It's so difficult. And like, if you are going through something like that, like we love you and we see you. And if you need to reach out for advice, let us know. Um, It's hard. Hard as fuck. It is. Yeah. And again, a lot of it is rooted in like um, guilt. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so guilt that maybe you don't love um, uh, that family member the way that you should. Yeah. Quotes. Yeah. Around should. Because like. Or you should excuse their behavior because they're your, your dad or something. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, Or. Yeah. Or like, like, oh, my best friend has like the best relationship (laughs) with her mom. And like, I, I can hope for that. Like that, that will happen for me sometime, you know? Yeah. Like just random, like I, like examples that I've heard like people talk about, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Um, or even thinking like, oh, well, so-and-so had a bad relationship with their family and then they went to family counseling and do. I should try resolved. that with yeah. with mine because and like not nothing against family counseling no, but like yeah. honey if you've like yeah. pushed if you put everything into a relationship and this person is still toxic or doesn't respect you or doesn't care mm-hmm. then fuck counseling yeah like don't even put the time and money and energy into that I do like try wanna, like, try at least kind of try to give examples of like signs that maybe a person like instead of like focusing on a job and stuff like what are some signs that like people no longer serve you and like characteristics that they hold like I feel like like someone who's very manipulative someone who gaslights you like all the time like something where like you're always expected to change for the relationship but like they aren't yeah stuff like that that. those are good examples or like if they don't respect certain aspects of your characteristics Mm -hmm. so like um I actually had a friend in high school who um um, their father kicked them out Mm -hmm. because they didn't like the way that they um how do I put this gently they didn't like so they were they're pagan they were genderqueer Mm -hmm. um and they didn't like who they were as a person yeah so not even like I mean not even one of those things like I don't agree with your lifestyles but like I don't like you yeah as a person yeah because it's your your child (laughs) but like not even because of your lifestyle but like thought they were too loud thought that they were like like um too quirky mm-hmm. I heard once and so yeah. it's like ridiculous shit like literally so like, if this, someone the epitome ex- of like epitome of what this person is who this person is they didn't even like any of it yeah yeah it's like I don't know I, I, we all have people that we don't like yeah like maybe I just I, that person annoys me or yeah. this person is too loud for my leg whatever you know what I mean shit happens we oh, can set boundaries this but just like, reminded me of something oh wait okay you finish your thing though um, sorry <laughs> Okay. So, so like, <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I'm like that I'm asshole. Like, think, think. think. <laughs> no. So like, um, even just something as simple as like that person 
doesn't treat me with respect because of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. The, something as simple as that. Like they don't serve you. They're not meant for you. Yeah. And that's okay. Oh, a phrase that I hate and I've heard it so many times, like watching movies and everything. Like I have to love you because you're my child, but I don't have to like you. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, or like family or, you know, like, Oh, I have to love you because you're my family, but I don't have to like you. I'm like, Eh, I don't accept this (laughs) yeah but um I think that when I think I do think as a mom yeah that it come it's a different situation like um I never ever ever fucking ever ever could I imagine looking at my son and being like I don't like you yeah Uh, But I have to love you. Mm -hmm. That's some bullshit. Yeah. Like, yes, I can have feelings and yes, I can have emotions. But at the end of the day, like, this is something, this is half of me. He's he's half of me. But also you can, like, like, not like something he's doing. Let's say he keeps, like smashing your wall with like something heavy and it keeps putting like you know yeah yeah Yeah. or like you might not like the people he's hanging out with someday you know like there's things you you can inherently not like what someone's doing but that's their life like they're gonna do their life and we should respect that and love them through that but also as a parent your job is to guide your child to be a decent person and to make good choices Mm -hmm. about like who their friends are and their actions and like these are all um you are teaching your child so if at the end of the day you don't like who your child is whose fault yeah is i mean i was raised in a very particular way and i never really came out the way that they wanted me to right right. (laughs) but at the end of the day like that could have been um pressures that were too much for you as an individual yeah and and that comes down to like um just parenting technique Mm -hmm. sometimes we think like our kids have to be this way instead of being like oh my child is this way so let me teach them in a way that works yeah or my child is this way so let me teach them something that they're going to agree with yeah yeah, yeah. and then building them up that That way you know what I mean so like so many times we think that we didn't grow up to be the way that our parents wanted us to be yeah when really maybe our parents didn't teach us the way that we needed to be taught so that we could grow into the person that we are. Yeah. And like, so, but that comes for me, that comes back to like the idea that I'm completely responsible for my son right now. He's three. Yeah. Right now. But like, well, I'm just thinking like (laughs) extreme situations where like you've raised your kid, but like, I don't know. I forget the movie it's about or what it's called, but it was really good. Ezra Miller is in it. And like he plays, this is going to have to be a trigger warning, but whatever. It'll be right that. But he plays like this kid growing up who's like, um, who ends up like shooting up a school. Uh huh. And like, um, but like the, the town blamed his mom and like would like harass her. Cause like he died in it. Yeah. But like, um, like they they attacked her and it was kind of like her story after it um and like how she like watched him grow up and she saw the warning signs but like didn't know what to do and just kept trying to teach him how to be a good person and stuff yeah you know and like yeah i'm like oh i don't want to like blame the mom for that and in that particular case but that's the thing is that like it's not it's not the mom's fault yeah but it's I think that it comes down to like the way that we teach parents to teach children yeah no for sure you know what I mean it's an educational like system right that it needs change it's not it's not your it's not your parents fault that they didn't get to teach you correctly yeah it's our whole system yeah that how they were taught and like yeah yeah. that didn't teach our parents to teach their kids yeah to accept us as individuals but more like like growing up I remember thinking um, that like my specifically my uncles thought that their kids were more like dogs than children because they had to be trained. What? You have to train your kids because it was like you did something bad. This is the negative consequence. Yeah. And it was very much like it was uh, abuse or yeah. no food or you're stuck in your room for a week mm-hmm. or um. so very much. And it came down to like even when even when they like got dogs mm-hmm. i was like oh my god that's the same thing that they do to my cousins mm-hmm. because 
they were taught like you have to train kids yeah. you have to train them just like you train a dog a dog yeah. is not any more difficult than a ch- than a child yikes. so like big old yikes right yikes but <laughs> so so maybe like maybe i'm a little more biased in that yeah. sense but well, like that's kind of how i saw a lot of my friends yeah. raised as well oh yeah like I, and when your grades aren't right them. so yeah yeah so here, you're punished here are your Here's consequences your consequence. yes. yes yeah instead of being like you're what's happening that your grades are slipping yeah are you okay because yes. you're a human that has yes. feelings you know what yes. i mean well it's even just like the idea of our educational system in general like you're just this like warm body in it mm-hmm. and like you're another number and you're another yeah. like kid that needs to hit a certain um like certain grade on a test and like yep. if you don't then you're, you're, you're stupid and if you do you're, you're smart like it's just like yep. trying to box people in and when we're all different you know yeah. um but it also kind of reminds me of like when people are super like bigoted or like ignorant like I always say like I always think like obviously their parents weren't able to like educate them about people being different you know right. and, and again that's like learning styles exactly. you know what I mean yeah. like it's no one's fault no, not yeah, all of us yeah. are teachers <laughs> but I mean it us, is like, kind of your learn. fault if like the parent is like super racist and super homophobic and like teaching their kids to be the same thing if that's you, but if you're fault. actively teaching those things that's a different story yeah exactly. we can totally do a whole podcast I know yeah yeah but like but yeah so I mean we should probably wrap it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go back to how to how to let go of things that no longer serve you. Yeah. But like bottom line is that like you can totally let go of anything that doesn't serve you. Mm-hmm. Like family members that um are hurtful to you or painful to like have relationships with people that um, you have relationships with whether that's like a coworker or a friend or a partner um, activities that you no longer enjoy put them down pick something else up that picks your int- peaks your interest um, so and again like there's a lot of privilege in being able to like drop things and move yes. on to something else we recognize that um but even if it's something as simple as, like... There's also resources, too. Like, that yeah. can help. Like, crisis hotlines. Um, let's say it's something, like, where you're unsafe in a relationship and you need to get out. There's there's routes and resources you can get help through. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. And if it's something as simple as, like, I don't like this activity anymore. There are free libraries. Yeah. Um, pick up a book. They do classes yeah. at libraries. Like try going out in nature and walking mm-hmm. like i thought you were gonna say things. try going outside naked i was like oh you could try going outside naked too you might get Just arrested under, yep <laughs> I, was gonna say. I mean if you live <laughs> in the country you do you boo boo go have right. your nudist col- colony in your woods right. like can i join Just understand Just I like that clothes. there are legal reasons yeah <laughs> <laughs> that maybe you can't yeah do that right whoops <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you have any feelings, thoughts, or concerns about this topic too, please reach out to us. We're always happy to continue the conversation um, on our Instagram, which is at Gray Awakenings. Also, you can email at us at grayawakenings at gmail.com. Um, we really love and appreciate you all. And I hope you liked this yes. short, and well, I mean, an hour long conversation, which is kind of short for us. Yeah, um, but this conversation that like needs to happen and hopefully you got some good information out of it. Yeah, I um, hope so. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed our rambling, too, because we rambled in a couple places. We did. <laughs> Especially about cats in the beginning. <laughs> Ten minutes of cats. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that, but not sorry. But um, so just to remind everyone that listens, uh, the best thing you can do for our podcast is to share our podcast with other people. Share it on your Facebook. Share it on your Instagram. Share it on Twitter, wherever you're at. Um, and just word of mouth is so big for, like, a new blooming uh, podcast and business. Um, we do this all for, for free. Um, a lot of people don't realize that but we're not getting paid to do this um but we do also have a patreon which is um allowing us to some access to money if you can uh, um, afford it we have it as low as two dollars but that's gonna um, allow us to improve our technology and like get better um 
stuff uh, someday. Um, it can microphones. Microphone. Yeah, I'm like, share. what is it? Not have to share. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we only have two microphones. Um, it also will allow us to bring in guests that maybe we need to pay, you know, to like mm-hmm. be on our podcast. Like, it will allow us resources to do more with the podcast. So that's yeah. how the Patreon will help. Even um, to provide you more podcasts. Oh yeah. Like 100%. right now we're we're solid at like yeah. once a week. Mm-hmm. Um so like being able to offer you other opportunities to to get involved in like our community and get yeah. involved in what we're doing here. For sure. Um, that all takes money. It does. Money brings yeah. access to things and um we can also start providing merch and stuff like that too. So oh, I'm so um, excited about merch. I, I know to do some merch. Let's get merch. I know. <laughs> so we do need more Patreons to be able to do more. Um so it's for as lo- low as two dollars, um, whatever you can give. Um that would be really amazing. But you also get benefits. So how Patreon works is like you will pick your level and you can always move your levels and stuff, and then you will um open up access to that level and our giveaways through that. So um we really would appreciate it. It's patreon.com slash gray awakenings. Um, but yeah, so you can find me on um, Instagram at inclusively Hannah and on Facebook at Hannah gray. And you can find me uh, on Instagram at not too taboo Amanda. And then you can find me on Facebook at Amanda drew. Awesome. We love you so much. Love you. Um, and we will see you next week. See you, see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. <laughs>